see The little bit of sadness in me Scotty I've got some issues that nobody can see And all of these emotions are pouring out of me I bring them to the life in you It's only right This is the soundtrack to my life Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. <sighs> you started the episode off like that before with that long sigh, and Bro. I don't know what type of sigh that was. Bro, I didn't even introduce myself yet. I didn't get that long sigh out. It's Jay, by the way. It's Welly F, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. You okay, man? My life is in shambles still. You see what's going on in my living room floor right now. We're not even going to talk about that. Golly. It's all like you, it's all like you come out of it sometimes, and then you, you revert back to your bullshit. I mean, shh. My nigga Hove said, <laughs> he said, he laughed and smiled, though, as I said, pray for me. I'm laughing and smiling, but if you look at my eyes, they said, pray for me. Thoughts and prayers for me. Speaking of Sean Carter, what the fuck was going on? Why was he trending? He, he sat down, did this 30, 40 minute interview with, I don't even know the guy's name, but. Uh, Matt Lauer? No. Oh. No. He didn't sit down with Matt. <laughs> he didn't sit down with Matt. I probably didn't know who that nigga Matt Lauer was. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, how can you not know? But you I don't just, watch daytime TV, more yeah, TV. I got Terry Crews and Michael Strahan mixed up. Everybody mixed up. And Matt Lauer's an old white guy. Wow. I just, I don't know anymore, man. I can't keep it up keep up with all these celebrities, man. They all end up in jail anyway, so. Eventually. I'll be able to see about it, tell them about their mug shots. Because <laughs> of the name right under? But no, he did, he did this interview and then. And, and typical Jay Z interview, he's dropping gems. Hold on, what's a typical? Oh, dropping gems. Dropping okay. gems. Maybe maybe not necessary gems for the interview, but he was dropping gems, and that's what that's where that um the post from the page comes from. That one, would you what would you rather be trending or would you rather be forever? Because mm-hmm. that might go over some people's heads if they didn't watch the interview or they just don't get the context. Because you hear that question, and I think the logical answer will be you know forever. But then some people shit. Maybe some people just live for that moment. They don't really want to. Do, they don't. They don't desire forever. They just want to. They want to have their moment and, and eventually be gone. To quote Kanye, he said in the track, "You know, you're gonna be hot a little while, but I'm gonna be rich forever." It's like, you know, mm-hmm. do you want to be hot right now? Do you want to build something that's that's gonna last and, and go through time and and be around when you're gone? Like, I hope somebody stumbles across no boundaries when we're gone, and, and it's like. Let me listen to what people were talking about in 2006. Oh, yeah. Team. Yeah. It's definitely 2016. 2017. And we started in 2016. Six. We're getting Teen. close to two years. But <laughs> I'm not even drunk yet. Golly. Are you going to get drunk? Probably. Oh, okay. Probably. Okay. okay. Came across some alcohol today. Uh, fortunate. That's neither here nor there either. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the shamble pieces of my life just don't fit. It's like somebody took three puzzles and just threw them up in there like a LeBron chalk toss, and now it's like, it nah, you ain't got enough time to do that shit no more. Why you I have know? a shot clock at the beginning of the game now. Like, after, really? after the announcements, you have, I want to say, like, 
30 seconds to be ready for tip-off. What the fuck? Yeah, trying to speed the game up, bro. Before we get into NBA talk, what is the what was the purpose of this Sean Carter interview? To, there was no purpose, first okay. and foremost. Okay. Second of all, it's kind of like, so tell us about cheating on Beyonce. Did they ask him that? Uh, vaguely. And he vaguely commented on it. Okay. Like like one of the people in our group chat said, like it was a it was a lot of nothingness. It was a lot of dancing around. Okay. okay. There was no like this is why I cheated on Beyonce or this is you know there was no. I admittance. cheated on Beyonce because I was horny and <laughs> she wasn't around. <laughs> then it, you know he talks about you know it was painful listening to her album and she even said it was painful listening to my album but she's like you know that's who we are as artists you know that's how we communicate that's how we put ourselves out there. That's sort of passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. Hmm. A lot of shit's passive aggressive. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Uh, that might be there. Way over there. <laughs> so he had a pointless interview about nothing. And what did you gain from it? Some quotables. Okay. Like, I gained, I gained the same thing that you gained from listening to a Drake album. A bunch of Instagram statuses. A bunch of Facebook Future statuses. Future Instagram statuses. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. That's, that's nice to know. Yeah. What was up with his hair? I seen the picture. He didn't have a haircut. That, that is something I didn't understand. Because mm-hmm. typically when Jay-Z grows his hair out, that means he's making an album. And he's doing a joint album with Beyonce right now? Allegedly. Wow. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly, the joint album was in the works before Lemonade. Before Lemonade, yeah. 444. I didn't know Lemonade wasn't on uh, iTunes. It wasn't, or is it still I not? mean, I, I was bored the other day, and I just happened to say, man, let me see what this Lemonade album sound, sound like, because I still haven't heard it. And it wasn't on there. Mm. Well, it's not on Apple Music. I guess it's only on Spotify, or is it only on, on Tidal? Or something? It's definitely on Tidal. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. What record label is Beyonce signed to? Is she still Universal? I ain't never had an actual physical copy of Beyonce album in my hand, so I wouldn't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if she's ever going to sit down and have one of these type of interviews, and like we get to. I think that's a part of her mystique is not having these interviews. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that too. I kind of like. Being, I mean, I'm not Beyonce or anything, but I think it's something unique about only getting to see a certain part of an artist. And I don't consider. I think it's something unique about only getting to see a certain part of a person. Yeah, exactly. Like I love the like one thing I like about all the podcasts that we listen to is you know they all have their their different identities. I mean, for the most part, it seems like a lot of them are sort of talking about similar things, but the way they present themselves on online, to me, most of the, for, mo- for the most part, a lot of them are similar. I mean, you get to see who they are. And I think it's kind of funny that a lot of people just don't know us like that, know us personally like that. Yeah. I think it's fucking hilarious. That's why when uh, Chris brought up the YouTube angle, I was just like, you know, uh, I mean, to be on YouTube would be, would be cool or whatever, but I think that takes away a lot of times from the message. And when I say that, I think about how, like, her, we have her, you heard, you heard of her, right? Mm-hmm. Her, she's fucking amazing. She's a good artist. And I think, let's just say, if we just, one day we got up and, and her just decided to just say, hey, look at me. And then when we saw her, she looked like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Does that take away from her music? The fact that she's probably universally unattractive? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't, but it probably will. In the society we live in today, I kind of feel like, I want to be judged solely by my thoughts and you know by what I'm saying. And if you ha- and if you want to question what I'm saying, you know you're questioning me um, a- 
as 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 a mind and as a voice and not just as a as a face and a personality. Because I think you know, for for the most part, I think I look at the Breakfast Club sometimes, and you know, I mean, they're 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 average looking, they're average looking people. You know, none of them are hideous looking. And I just imagine, I mean, if if one of them looked like Funkmaster Flex, would they have gotten this far? Because I'm just saying, you know, Funkmaster Flex ain't the hottest guy. You know, DJ K. Slay ain't just the hottest looking guy. And I can't even say the average looking. I mean, they some they look like some grimy New York dudes. And maybe that's why they've only gotten so far. But then you look at Breakfast Club, and they're pretty commercial. They're all light-skinned. I mean, so, well, Charlamagne is light-skinned. Charlamagne light-skinned now. I mean, it is what it is, but... Like, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, because... Once you once you go YouTube page and and you go all these visuals, it's like okay, I'm looking and hearing. Exactly. I'm I'm I'm, I'm expanding myself when I could just zone out and just listen and absorb instead of trying to look and listen at the same time. I can just listen and absorb. So I, I get I get where you're coming. From. Uh, I hope so. I'm just, I, I, like I say, I, I don't, I'm not here to try to change people's minds, but I like to you know I like to make people think about stuff. Okay. You know, what's what's funny? You know, just talking to people and just. Just having them agree with everything you say. I mean, don't agree with everything I say. Think. You know? But anyways, enough rambling. All we do is ramble, sir. Yeah, that there's, is all we do is never ramble. Of that. Um, like, like, I know y'all heard the end of last week where it was like, you know, we're, we're going to take a couple weeks off and, and do this. And, and we're here. And we're then, here now. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I, 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 I was like, I got a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, can we record? Like, it's, I, I, I need, need to get also, this out. I also didn't know that you were going to be in Houston either. Bro, I'm, I'm in Houston every weekend, regardless of. You're gonna be in Houston next weekend too. Yes, but you're in Dallas for three weeks. Yes. Okay. Weeks, okay. weeks, weekends, Houston, weeks, Dallas. Okay, okay, okay. I guess we shouldn't broadcast online on, on air because somebody could come rob you. But they don't know where I live. Uh, that's true. Some of your listeners may know you live, or might have an idea. Just, All right, I'm gonna edit that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, man, um. The soundtrack of my life was was the intro, and uh, clearly... Um, I got some issues that nobody can see, and all of these emotions are pouring out of me. Hey. First of all, mm-hmm. if y'all ain't got on this cutty, this cutty bandwagon by, by now, by I now, don't... I don't uh, like, what, what rapper do you know expresses emotions so freely that it's not cornball style? That's not cornball style? She is... Like, 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 so freely, like, like before, before the, the Yachty's and, and the, and the Uzi Verse and everybody in the futures that was talking about popping Zans, you had, you had Cuddy, you had Wayne, you had these people who were, who started. Kanye was the only one that really got conscious and emotional on stage with it, it, it. but then again, you said not cornballing, I kind of feel like Kanye could be a cornball at times. I, I don't know, I just, I think I'm just biased because I like Kid Cuddy, so. Yeah. But but like for for that intro like Wale I would I can't say Wale's corny I just think Wale's too lovey dovey though. That, that's why that's why I had to say cornballs because like as so I like Drake's cornballs to me. He's very cornballs with, with his emotions and I mean that's cool but you know I find it to be cornball. And I actually think the like, weekend is actually more G than Drake, and he actually hits high notes. <laughs> How you hit high notes and you more of a gangster than this guy hitting high notes? Say bro, I don't know what Toronto's like. So I don't know what is going, what's going down in the city. In the past couple of weeks, we should we should go to Toronto, mm-hmm. do an episode from the six. Man, that would be interesting. We should and and, and 
Canadians are very funny people when they're drunk. I've dealt with them a lot in the past couple of months. Canadians are a lot, are heavy in the Conroe Woodlands area, and um, I come across them a lot. And um, they they I'm surprised at some of the things that they say about our women because. According from what, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, I've heard Toronto has had, has had some. They have some of the best looking women in in the world. But then they these Canadian guys are out here and they're like, oh my god, you know, they were in like Twin Peaks and like, oh my god, the women in there were amazing. I'm like, really? But 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 how are these these Canadian women built? Because these Canadian women might be you know size. Two and the waist and, and all this other oh. stuff. You know we we know for having having having. So they get tired of that. You might get tired. Slim Jim. You might get tired of honey bun. You might want that honey bun. On the honey bun. We, we keep sense. we keep the honey bun factory in the south. We got the honey bun factory out here. Like you go like it's it's an anomaly to see thick women when you leave the south. Man, that's interesting. I mean, I guess I always forget that attractive level is more than face. But at the same time, like I remember looking at that. I'm poem. just gonna side note. I'm just gonna quote, quote rappers this whole um, episode because like Big Sean said chemistry means way more than anatomy. <sighs> he did say that. He did just say that. That was that. That is something Big Sean said. Big Sean is. I like Big Sean, man. Big Sean is gonna be a goat. By the yeah, time he got something coming out soon, right? I, I think his next album is gonna be produced entirely by Kanye. Oh, really? Uh, uh, from what I heard, Kanye is producing. All Everybody on good, good music next album. Pusha T, Sci High. So uh, that last Sci High was all Kanye? I think it was. Oh. Or the next one is going to be. I think it was. I think it's the last I one. I would like to hear uh, 2 Chains, all Kanye. <laughs> I would like to hear that. Um, you you know how I feel about Push. So. Uh, push is going to be Push. Yeah, like it pushes it for everybody. Yeah, Push is. I'm going to listen, but Push is definitely. And, push. and I've seen on Facebook, Jeezy got something coming out on the 15th. Yeah, he's been promoting, promoting pretty hard. Yeah, is it a whole album? It looks like it. Like a, I, yeah, I, man, I know the cover. The cover's white. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called it's called pressure. But it's white. You know, I'm, I'm I'm here for Pastor Young. Oh yeah, I fuck with him, man. He's uh, I like him a lot more than I like Ti. Like back then, I would like Ti more, but I don't like Ti as much as I used to anymore. Ti is just no. I I, I I think Jesus stood the test of time better. Yeah, yeah. And he managed to out of jail longer too. Exactly. He he shows that he. He's not out here talking like he's smart. He's actually showing it too by not going to jail every other year. Like it's that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You're fucking stupid. Because I'm pretty sure Jeezy has guns that he, and he's trying to protect somebody Come too. On. He's a fucking isn't he like the head of ANR Atlantic now? Who? Jeezy. Some no shit telling. like that. I ain't no telling. He, didn't even he, he went on this Gucci man and he came back a whole different person. You know? He's looking totally different. Bruh. <laughs> he was just like he was just out here like two weeks ago. He was out here last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. Turned it up. I don't even know what the fuck we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I don't either, man. But anyways, the intro was soundtracks in my life. Yeah. Y'all see the title. We're about to just talk a bunch of shit. And I hope you're still uh, tuned in. What you want to get to uh, first, man? Um, question. Yo. Are people still as nervous to meet the parents of somebody that they're dating these days? Because, you know, it used to be a big deal like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet her parents tonight or, or you know, she's going to meet his family tonight. That used to be a big deal. In today's age, that's still a big deal? Because it's, it's been a while since I've met a new set of parents. Um, I would say from the last time I met a parent, no. Just based off the fact that 
I think I was presented with they were dysfunctional already. So it was just like, I don't have any standard to live up to. <laughs> it's not like I'm finna meet, you know, Uncle Phil and, and, uh, and, and uh, Viv. So, so the intimidation factor is gone too. The intimidation factor is hella gone just based off the fact that once again, like I said, I'm, I'm not meeting anybody that I feel is, they can judge me. I mean, it's, it may sound arrogant, but it is the truth. It's like, I mean, I'm at the age where now, if I'm meeting, I mean, w w the mentality out there now, like, I come across parents that kind of think like I do, or dads that are dressing like me, or into the same shit I'm into, and it's just, I don't think that that was the case uh, in the in the 90s. I think that the age gap and the maturity gap was heavily, you know, there was a line there. You saw it. You felt it. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very... It was blatant. It was in your face. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, like I said, man, it's, it's it's a melting pot of the culture has just gotten so messed. That it's like it's either you meeting somebody that's real, real old school, you meeting somebody that's kind of down with the times. I just I don't know the last time I just came across you know some some authentic traditional parents. And I, for me, I mean, I haven't been in that many uh, relationships in the past ten years. But even I mean. I would say my my ex from from about eight nine years ago, I was I think I probably was intimidated to meet her dad because she had put her dad on such a high pedestal herself. Mm -hmm. So and when I met him, it was like within like two or three minutes, we were like shit, we was the same person. He was we. So I kind of understood why she liked me, you know. So um, it, but I don't know. I, I can't. I can't speak. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like when my son brings a girl to me or when, you know, how it's going to be if mom, if I'm, you know, introducing, like, like, let's say that prom day and I'm meeting the parents and they're, you know, it's probably going to be more, more of an intimidation factor between parents to parent, just trying to see, you know, <laughs> who's better, who's a better, exactly. Like you, obviously I got the boy, so I'm, a, a, you know, living in a society we live in today where men are, are constantly being you know, treated as criminals just for having penises, but, um, you know, I'm just saying, you know, so in all honesty, I'm, I'm raising a weapon in society a right now. A weapon of mass reproduction. Exactly. And, um, obviously when he's, you know, my son is heterosexual and, um, as far as I know, and, uh, he's gonna, he's approaching this female and, the female's automatically a victim and like she's a you know she's treasure jewel and we got to be careful with her so unless you're we got to come correct like the teachers are the only predators right now right now like, but that once again that that's a that's a prime example you know why the teachers are doing that and i've told you i talked about this on the education episode when i talk about how the maturity level of teachers have has went from what the fuck? Our old, old Miss such and such, old Miss such and such to... To what the fuck? To my teacher younger than my mom. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, you you got a 16-year-old in the classroom with a 24-year-old fresh graduate, and I mean... That's eight years, B. That ain't shit. That's eight years. I mean, I, and we talk we talk about, like, what's the fair age gap for dating these days? What's the, what's the fair dating range? Me, personally, I kind of take it back to high school. I look at it like this. If I'm in the 12th grade and I'm capable of messing with somebody in ninth grade, what's usually that age gap? Maybe four or five four years? Four or five, yeah. So I kind of feel like when you're trading on that, then it's kind of fair. And let's just, to not make it sound so weird, let's just talk about college. Your average college age, you got somebody that's a freshman, 
dating a senior, you got an 18-year-old possibly dating a 23 or 24-year-old, or, or I would say this 222. I mean, it's still four or five years. So See, my, that's not a lot, though. My, my deviation is eight. It's actually a true seven, but I, I made it eight just because I like round numbers and I didn't want to go down to six. Mm-hmm. But my deviation is eight. Like, I will go eight years older than me. I will go eight years younger than me. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's not a huge generation gap either. No, no, Just no. saying. I mean, uh, if, so if, 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 I, if I go eight years up, they're going to act like they know a whole lot more than me. Of course. And uh, I'm okay with that. If that's and even you if you go eight years, down, eight years down, you're still dealing with an adult. I'm still dealing with an adult. <laughs> so, and the people out there are probably thinking like, oh, eight years, that's, that's kind of weird. You know, you go from 30 to 22. But I'm like, shit, I mean, what's the point of legalizing the, this age. What's the why bring up age if we if you can't have you're eighteen you're eighteen for consent. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm I'm saying twenty two. I don't I'm giving, wanna, I'm, I definitely you've been a consent adult for four years. True. I definitely don't want any teen a part of it. I was just out of respect nothing, for myself. Nothing. And once again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go under twenty one. Yeah, I wouldn't do it purposely. Because people are, I would, I would, I think I would shut down if I, if I, if you presented yourself as something else, and then I find out you're exactly. 21. It's like, nah, you people already lied to me, and you're young. Nah, people be fronting out there, like especially these dudes, you know, online. But my thing is, if I'm just out and about having a good time, chilling, you know, the first thing men do, and women know this, ain't nobody asking for an ID off the back. We're all in the same place. We're all adults, and we're all assuming that you know we're pretty much the same age range. So if I'm talking to a female, we're holding the conversation. Or and a, and, a, and a woman is even out talking to a guy. Until that time comes up for where age is is something that's just a, it's an appropriate question to ask. At it's you're just having a casual conversation. Age is not the first thing you're gonna ask. Like when Remy was saying something about asking about the credit. Like that's cool and all, but just realistically, is that really happening? No. If I'm just out and about, I may not ask you your age until I actually get your phone number. That's when I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, okay, well, you too young, little mama. You got moving around. <laughs> it's it's that simple. Now, if, if I mean, I'm, even even with that, it's kind of like you don't ask, don't ask about the credit, you don't ask about the age, but it's just like it's it's something that 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 comes up in conversation. When it has to come up, I mean, in it, a it may not directly way. come up. You might get signs. Exactly. You'll get these. Hints. Exactly. She oh, she's real childish and like. You just you 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 sense it if you're really paying attention. Now, if a dude's only after ass, or if the if the female is just trying to you know get a get a quickie, have a one night stand or whatever, I mean it's still danger involved. But at the same time, age is probably not coming up depending on where you met. Now, if we're in a grocery store or we're just in a in a in a, in a setting where it, obviously when you came through the door you didn't have to show ID. Yeah. Come on, you know, I, age may may come up. I mean, it's, especially when you're talking about two sober individuals. Uh, they bump into each other, and you and you know how you act when you were first able to get into the club, and now that you've been able to get into the club for almost ten years. Exactly. Like you, you know, you know people who are excited to be there because they've been there since eight, nine o'clock. Forever. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you know people that slot in at twelve, 12, 12 11. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And and um, even with that, like I said, man, you you sense the age group of a of a of a bar scene or a club scene. When it's a Friday set compared to like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like even even living in Houston, man, there is something to do every day. Every day, you if you come to Houston Monday, if you was to visit Houston and you was to come Monday through Thursday, you would still have at least one or two club nights where you're gonna have the time of your life because there is something to do out here every single day. And with that being said, I would say that on that those during the weeknights that you're enjoying yourself, you're probably dealing with the older age group just because I mean. 
it's I don't want to say it's because um of I think I think it's mainly because of the type of jobs that people do and more than likely, if you're dealing with somebody in the middle of the week, then they just have those weird off days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But and, and even and even kind of like on the East Coast, like it's not unusual for people in New York to start work at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that's something that's that's slowly trickling down into Houston and stuff because, you know, you have these mass movement of people. You have Hell all yeah. this traffic. So if you can go to work later and leave later. Or if you could go in earlier and leave earlier, you know, to dance around the traffic, you know, it's becoming options in a mm-hmm. lot of in a lot of businesses, a lot of industries now. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I actually, I actually, one of the things I like about my job is I'm glad I don't have to do anything in the heat of traffic. You know, I guess it all depends on what what direction you're driving. But man, Houston is fucking the traffic out here. I want to say we're on the top twenty five as far as worst traffic, and I just don't know how high we are. I know they say when I the, the list I was reading, they were saying Buckhead. Los Angeles. Yeah, nobody wants that LA traffic. Yeah, they were, they were saying Buckhead was worth in Los Angeles though, which wow. is interesting to me. I was like, I did not know that, and I was like, shit. I mean, if we have a uh, Georgia follow out there that can confirm that, then Whoa. please do. I was just thinking about the bridge that collapsed. <laughs> they said it was because people's under it smoking crack. Oh, <laughs> whatever that? happened to that man? <laughs> people just said, oh, all right, you know, collapsed. That should say, you know, sprinkle some crack on them. Let's get out of here. <laughs> They were smoking crack. Ah, okay. That's that's why. Yeah. Man. Some crackheads took took down this um, architectural marvel. All right, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, moving that's, right on. That's crazy how the media is so it's so powerful when it comes to this is what we want you to focus on right now. And boys was looking at what boys, you know, they was concerned about that bridge for about thirty six hours. Yeah. And they moved but then, then it was like, next. I don't live in Atlanta, so I ain't got to deal with that. That ain't my problem. I wonder how the project project's going right now. Me too. I still wonder about the electricity in Puerto Rico. Hey. How the water in Flint doing? Pregnant pause. They, they rebuilding uh, Florida? Or uh, are, are they rebuilding Houston? <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't even know. Niggas won the World Series and everything just. <laughs> niggas just, nigga just forgot. The last, last I heard, they was, trying to, they was trying to track down where J.J. Watt money was. They was, they was. Niggas was salty JJ about that. Ass. Niggas was salty about that. That nigga stitched up now, ready to get back to work. He needs to quit. He needs to stop. <laughs> he, he's broken, broken. Bruh, that dude out of there. That's not, if I was his family member, I'd be like, dude, you need to stop. You running around looking like Pinocchio with all these fucking stitches. His, his girl got to be like, look, you just are, we gonna, are we going to go the long haul? Are we going to last because I need you here in one piece? Dude. He's you can't be you can't be crippled at thirty five. Him and Anthony Davidson and Derrick Rose are injury away from never being able to play their sport again, in my opinion. And then it's crazy. Like I, that's why, I, like when Derrick Rose said they, you know, he was contemplating retirement. I don't blame you. Stop. Just quit. It's You'll like, never be the same. It's like your body's just not built for it anymore. Brandon Roy had to accept it. And I think Brandon Roy is better than a lot of these casters in the league right now. But his body was broke, bro. Yeah, it wasn't built for it. You know, it's genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah. So we were talking about meeting the parents, and we got off into all the. I mean, we do what we do. And I'm and I was trying to find that list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to find. Uh, my at the end of the day, um, I don't think the intimidation factor is there anymore, just based off the fact that um, I haven't come across me personally parents that have put out put out that. 
image to where I need to be intimidated. You yeah. Know? Or maybe it's just with my age, I just just can care less. But um, I imagine if I come across. But this, it's, 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 it's in this age, it's not parents making decisions for their kids anymore. And I mean, these their kids, their children. I mean, I'm 30, so if I'm dating another 30 year old and her parents are in their late 50s, early 60s, you know, they're not gonna be able to tell her. Or tell me, no, you can't date my daughter. I know. You're not going to be able to tell me that. Yeah. And, and if you can tell her that and she agree with you, then, you know, she wasn't in there wholly anyways. And then I imagine in the black community that that probably hasn't been the case in such a long time based on the fact that more than likely they're probably just meeting her mother. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean. And, 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 her, and moms are just happy that their daughter has somebody. Yes, because they're doing better than them. Like, oh, you ain't lonely like me? Oh, you got you one? Because how many times have we seen where dudes break up with a female and they still are pretty cool with the mom or the mom is still concerned or... All the time. Happens, All the time. You know, and especially even even from my angle. Like, my mom, you know, she's concerned about the, the women I've talked to, you know, which is... I've, I've, I've had to have conversations with my mom about excommunicating exes. Well, and she... For lack of a better word, told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> like she literally told me that she you, you, you 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 can't pick tell me who I can have friends with, who I can be friends with. She happened to be a good person. She's a good person. And then I, and then I was like, you know, my current doesn't feel comfortable with this situation. And she's like, okay, tell your current to go fuck herself. She didn't say that, but she <laughs> she, she was she was like, I, I I strive to build a like relationship with her. You know, like like. It was established. Yeah, it was established. You know, I'm not going to, because y'all had a falling out doesn't mean that our friendship has to end. And she's like, you know, we don't talk about, you know, getting back with you or anything like that. She's like, we don't, we don't discuss you at all. Our friendship is beyond you. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Because it's not like she's, she's trying to stay close so that, you know, if something fucks up, she can fall back in or something like that. That's not her motive. Like, they've built a genuine relationship. Uh Her and my mom. So it's fine. And she's like, you know, whoever you bring around, she's like, I'm going to build a relationship with. I'm going to try, you know, even, even you wanna, if you want to make them comfortable. Right. She's like, even if I don't feel like that's the person for you or if I do feel like the person that, for you, you chose that person. And I think I think that's what's unique about me and my mom's relationship, because like whenever she whenever I meet her boyfriends or whatever, it's like, you know, I don't know this guy. I know my mom's happy. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the things that I do pretty well, and I've done pretty well in my past relationships was I'm not really a fan of mutual friends. And when I say that, I, I don't care to meet the friends of my girlfriend like that. I don't want to be close to them. Like, what's the point? Like, one, they're not going to be able to tell her whether she's going to date me or not. She's already chose me, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we if we happen to be cool, you know, when we, when we, when we come across each other, that's fine. But exchanging numbers and, and, and just being hella friendly, what's the point? I mean, I guess until it's time to get married, then, I mean, maybe you can reach out, but until it's serious, serious, you just, I don't, I don't want you, I don't really care less, I don't want you following me on social media, I don't want your phone number. Because <laughs> we're not friends. We're not friends. We're only friends due to circumstances. Yeah, and I think, I think that's how I used to be back in the days, it's like, like, why do I need to, why do I need to make an effort to be friends with you when more than likely... You know, I mean, it's a force. If this if this ends, your allegiance lies there. Of course. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, I've been on the unless other- it's just make or break in a relationship. And my girlfriend is saying, "Oh, you know, I would really like it if you be friends with them." Okay, cool. But in the, the day, I'm just gonna let you know that hey, if this happens, I will cut them off as quick as I cut you off. 
Yeah. Or as quick as you cut me off. See, I've been on the other side because I've actually like been with a girl. You know, I, she gave me her friend's number. I, I, don't, I don't even know how I ended up with the number. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I had a number, and then, like, we became friends because we would always go out in groups, and we would we just became friends. And so, like, it was it was natural, but it happened. Yeah, it, it was, was natural. Cool. It was it wasn't a force, like. But you know, we we naturally became friends. Understandable, and like I said, I don't mind if it happens, but I don't go out go out my way to make. Oh it yeah, happen. I'm not I'm not and, trying um, to do it. I think it's only been one instance where I was just like just annoyed by one of them, you know, in the, in the past, and I was just like. I'm going to do whatever I can to not be in this situation ever again because I don't like this person. So, but, but for the most part, I mean, I always try to keep it cordial wherever I go, but no, I think, and I, and I, and, and that's to me something that women need to watch out for too. If they're really with a guy and they're serious about him, I mean, I know y'all love y'all friends, but at the same time, you need to understand that, I mean, if your friend is single, not happy, I mean, Come on, like why are you why are you constantly inviting her into your into your situation? She can easily throw salt in it and fuck it up. Cause when your friends are single, the pettiest of them all wants you to be single too. Of course. So when Misery they get in a, when they get in a relationship, they probably leave you high and dry. Straight up. Because I see that they, they, they got they gotta be first. Of course. I mean people people will celebrate your success as long as they're happy. Very true. Your success as long as they're happy. I mean, yeah. It it, it makes sense. That's human. Yeah, I would uh, I would assume, but yeah, that's I guess that's my my little uh, advice for people. I think people watch your circle, especially when you're in a in a relationship, because a lot of people probably if they really paid attention, that's probably why a lot of their relationships fail because so many outside factors are 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 affecting it. When the focus should just be on y'all too. Like you have your friends, he has his friends. I need to focus on y'all. Like focus on you and him, him and her. That's all that matters. That's Don't, it. That's where your focus is. Because be. when y'all get married, a lot of the outside world still gonna get, is going to get cut off even more. So it might as well start practicing now, but not to the point where your friends feel abandoned. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see. Yeah, exactly. Balance. Because I feel that you need friends. Of course. You need friends. You're going to. Everybody's like, you know, that's my best friend. I tell them everything. But when you got to vent about this person, you need a friend. Mm-hmm. Because there's stuff you need to vent about that you don't necessarily need to tell your spouse. Exactly. Like, you know, you can just be mad about small things mm-hmm. and just need to vent about it. Instead of just going off and ca- causing an argument over nothing, you you know, you lean on your homeboy here. You lean on your homegirl here and just vent. You get that out your system. You go home and you're fine. I would hope. I would hope. Unless it's, you know, just some stuff that's not changing. <laughs> so, uh, what about that list I sent you? Yeah, I, I, I finally found oh, it. Oh, you found it? Oh, bet, bet, bet. I think uh, if you're if you're sensitive... If you're easily triggered, you may want to uh, <laughs> this fast, has been. <laughs> fast forward about 10 minutes. You, you, know? you need to go ahead and get this This Has Been. Because she's going to get real, uh, yeah, it's going to get real, real. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I would, I would hope. I, I don't think it's that serious. I don't think so either. I think um, if you're one of those people that are so, so far removed from reality and you can't accept the truth, then this isn't are, for you. This ain't for you. All right, so the list the list that you sent me it says I do not date do not date that should be women, but it says woman. I do not date women who have any of these. Fifteen. I just seen that. I just seen that. Interesting. I do not date women who have any of these fifteen red flags. So, first red flag: a woman who has slept with much older men and preferred. 
Say, would a father or, or male role model allow his teenage girl to be taken by men decades older unless there was a specific reason? Interesting. This one, yeah, it's hit or miss because it's a lot of single parent households now and they're looking for a father figure. So it may not be the father letting them. It might be them, you know, just kind of having an older man in their life that presents as a father figure who gives them advice, who gives them money. And then it's kind of like, oh, so this, as a, this is a caretaker for me. So as a 25, 26-year-old, if I knew that my the, the girl I'm dating at this moment, uh, the last two people she dated were 10 or 15 years older than me, um, I would, I'm just speaking from that perspective of the person that wrote this list. My fear would be that, you know, hey, you basically in somewhat, you basically somewhat downgraded because you were dating people 10, 15 years older than me. They're, they're further in life than me yep. and more than likely had their shit together more than I did. So now it's And, and, and only, a completely different maturity level. Exactly. So now it's like, what are you coming at me for? Are you going to come at me in a controlling manner thinking that since you've handled older men, you're going to be able to just treat me a certain way or... Or are you accepting realities and the fact that you just can never connect to them because they were so old? You know, do I see it as a red flag? I don't know. I've never dealt with it. But um, I can see why, why that would be a red flag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A woman who falls for, quote unquote, black guy game, she will tend to be loud, hyper aggressive, and impulsive. I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, that, see, I said that specifically for the reason that that person, that comes from an a, a Instagrammer that he, he likes to. Post things that are that kind of spark rage and make you want to. It'll make you pull the race car real fast. Clearly, somebody that the person that made that statement is just being a dick when he says "black guy game." Because once again, I don't know if he's talking about basketball or football because we, <laughs> we dominate both of those. But a black that's guy black, game, that's black privilege. I by mean, the way. yeah, I mean, black guy game. I mean, it, it, I don't know what that means. Um, but I'm gonna assume that he's just saying the um, the more, I guess, the hood image or more ghetto image, yeah. like the white people like to say. And um, so this is def- this is definitely taken from one perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I found that that list funny because it was it was it was it wasn't well crafted, but it was it was it was a list. When mm-hmm. I see list, I'm like, okay, somebody actually <laughs> sat down and put some thought into something. Yeah. So black guy game. If I'm dealing with a with a with a with a, a female that is materialistic or only cares about the hood shit, like uh, my my nigga gotta pull up in the bins or my nigga gotta have a Gucci belt, then I mean that's retarded. Uh, of course that's a red flag. I don't want to. That's a that's a childish female. Yeah, very. That's a childish woman. Well, I, come on, I don't I don't I don't have those things. So hopefully my person, I should be able face. to go get a whole fit from Walmart. And, she and can we should be able that. to, yeah, we should be able to connect on a mental level. Yeah, I mean, uh, if this is going anywhere, so that that's probably black guy game. That's probably you know the black guy game to a to a a, a, a ingrate white person is probably just a guy that's kind of showy. But you know, hey, it is what it is. If you're if you're a white guy seeking white women, and the white woman that you dated has had black guys, rappers, basketball players. You know, whatever, etc. That's probably gonna intimidate you, probably, because your penis is small, more than likely. Ooh. Just saying, he's probably because most white guys are thinking that from the jump. Oh, you had a couple of black boyfriends. I can't compete with them. Their penises are bigger than mine. Just based on that soul fact. That's it. Like, I on. mean, and sex weighs heavily, but <laughs> next. 
a woman who dances salsa, bachata, or whatever that last one is. Basically, any Latin dance because all all it comprises of suggestive lyrics, skimpy attire, where men lead women intimately and rub and touch on them. It's kind of like foreplay to sex. Obviously, the maker of this list is a man, and he's a virgin, probably. And he has he's some insecurities. Probably a Christian too. Yeah, and I can see that. But but, it, but just some insecurities here is like I don't want you to dance any provocative dances, skimpy attire. I don't want you out here looking attractive. I mean, you can be attractive and not being skimpy attire, but I don't want you out here showing off your goods. Don't show off your goods. Which is which is a more traditional mind state of a, a Southern Baptist type motherfucker. Yeah, just saying, mm-hmm. you know, or even a Mormon. Shit, a shit, a damn Muslim could have wrote that list off <laughs> with that. I mean, you don't want your woman. This me, like ankles only. I'm a boob guy. I like breasts. Everybody knows that by now. So, <laughs> just to reiterate. <laughs> yes. So if I have a, a woman that I'm dating that when she dresses up from time to time, you can see cleavage. I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna have a fucking heart attack. I knew she like, had boobs when I got here. Exactly. And it, it, there's a respect level to that. Are you wearing that because you want me to be? You want to be on my side and you want people to look at like, oh look what this ha- this guy has. Cool. Now, if you're just doing it because you want attention, and we both know that that's the case, like, you're going out there and you basically have pasties on, we got a problem. I'm not finna walk around with a female that has pasties no. on. Like, I'm out here fully clothed. Come on, man. And, and see, I don't have a problem with you dressing where you're, where you're slightly revealing. Mm-hmm. But when you're at that point where you have on pasties and you're looking for attention... A, you should only want my attention. Exactly. All other attention is just welcome affirmation. Did I make that word? I don't know what the fuck that word is. Affirmation. <laughs> wow. I swear I haven't drank yet. I promise. You're bad Affirm- at life. Affirmation. And you're bad at vocabulary. Affirmation? <laughs> Maybe. Whoa. Affirmation? Anyways. Anyways. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to let that go. That was bad. <laughs> I do not date woman. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, I, I read that. I read that. Yeah. That's probably why you did it, because you read some stupid shit. It just rolled down for you. Well, maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> I'm bad man. at life, man. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. Anyways, <laughs> any extra attention is just affirmation that you look good. And I know women need that. You know, yeah, I want to know that my man thinks I, I look good. Yes. But also when I'm out in public, I want I want other people to think that I look good as well. And obviously you're basing it off the experience. You had women that wanted your validation. Right, right. Of, of, of course. And and I'm real casual. Like, like we've had this conversation before that we don't know how to accept compliments. Because terrible at it. Because me, I'm putting on jeans and a t-shirt. Well, babe, you look nice. Really? Because really? this is just jeans and a t-shirt. Just jeans and a t-shirt. And then see, and so in my mind that when I don't know how to accept compliments, I don't always give out of compliments. Like, like if I gave gave my girl a compliment on Tuesdays, damn baby, you look good. I see, you know, got that. And then I don't say anything Wednesday, she might think that she's looking bad. That's sad. You know, she might think, well, damn, I don't look as good as I did yesterday. And it's like, no, that's not that's not it. Just, you know, I hadn't seen that before. I hadn't seen that in a while. And was, you know. Hey, you look really good. You look a regular degular today, yeah. so I'm not going to compliment you. I mean, even at that, it's like if I tell you that every single day, it oh. might make you feel good, but then eventually it's going to be like, you might just be gassing me up. Or it's just going to fall on deaf ears. You're not going to appreciate it after a while. You're not going to appreciate it because it comes every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like, like if, if, you, if you say, good night, I love you in the same stance every night, 
you know. It gets dry after a while. It gets dry after yeah. a while. Yeah, like I tell people all the time, people people crave consistency, but yeah. consistency becomes boring. Oh man, does it? It becomes boring. Does it? You you consistency you, becomes complacency. I crave adventure. Bottom line, and my adventure may not match up with somebody else's idea of adventure, but I crave adventure. I, don't I'm, really I, I mean, I mean, I mean, sometimes it's like it's like okay, I know I'm gonna get some ass tonight because you know she rolled over, she put her booty on me. I know all I gotta do is reach over and grab a titty with my arm, pull her close, start kissing the neck. You know, it's about to go down. Consistency. Yeah. Sometimes we are gonna walk through the door. I'm gonna throw you on this couch, and I'm getting this ass right here on this couch. Pretty much. Like you want that sp- spontaneity now, as much as on. you want this consistency. Hold on now. I'm, hold on. I'm gonna ask first. Okay, you I'm, need to I, consent. Okay. I want to make a romantic advance towards you that requires me placing you gently but politely onto this couch, unbuttoning your pants, sliding them down past your ankles. That's because enough information. As long as we get consent, as long as you we young get, fucking pervert, we're good. I'm gonna shoot a Snapchat video, <laughs> you know, of me asking these questions. That way, whenever I get, I see the views, I'm gonna take a screenshot of that. So when I go to court, I can say these 35 people. They witnessed me. They witnessed the video and her say yes. These are character witnesses. That's what it's coming down to. That's that's, that's where we're at. Shout out to Matt Lauer. Shout out to No, I'm not shouting Matt Lauer out because he was like, like, yeah, I deserve that. I was like, God damn. But while while he says I deserve that, he still wants his $30 million payout. Oh, yeah. Cause something's. I was under contract. This wasn't in my contract. I think it's something more than that. I think that nigga has something on somebody. Everybody. That takes some balls to ask for thirty million after what you just did. Shit, Rick Pitino suing um, Louisville for thirty-seven. Damn, I didn't know that. Thirty-seven M's. And he was out here running a brothel. Hoes. Wow. This was he got game. You remember when Ray Allen went to the tour? Yeah. And got the with the with the. That was imitating life. That was imitating life. I never went on one of those tours. Number four. A woman who keeps in touch with her ex-boyfriends and casual sex partners. I mean, that's obvious red flag just based on the fact that, I mean, if I know that you're keeping up with your exes and casual sex partners, I mean, what benefit is that of mine? What benefit is that of yours? That's a placeholder. Now, now, see, I did have a situation where I still followed my ex on social media. But was it was it like constant communication and, and, and no, like I didn't, and kicking it together? No, none of that. Weren't, weren't liking posts and stuff like that. But when it was brought to my attention, I was like, damn, you're, you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be following each other at all. And, you know, I, I immediately remedied the, remedied the situation. I was like, sometimes, like, to me, social media is big for me to watch. But not that big for me to participate in. Like sometimes I get in the mood and I'm liking stuff and I'm making comments and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm just scrolling and looking. So like for me to 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 think about, oh, I need to go delete this person. You know, I have to be in my feelings and mm-hmm. feel some type of way. But I didn't. But like when it was brought to my attention, I was like, yeah, this is this is inappropriate. Like I I shouldn't at all. That makes sense. I mean, like I said, we live in a day and age where social media is so big. I think it's kind of it's easy to overlook that too, though. Oh, it's, it's, it's very easy to overlook, especially if they don't hit your time with all the algorithms out there now. Those algorithms, you may not man. you and you follow four hundred plus people. You might only see posts from twenty people. And clearly, when y'all broke up, or clearly when y'all disconnected with each other, deleting each other from social media probably was the last thing y'all was worried about. Y'all probably just stopped talking to each other, stopped thinking about each other, and y'all probably don't post that much. So y'all probably forgot about each other 
until it was like, oh, I, I still follow him. Oh, well, I'm over him now, so who cares? Yeah. That could happen. And, and, and especially if, if it's not a bitterness or anything related to it. Like, exactly. if it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, they're happy. I see the post. are you know, cool. They're yeah. happy. Yeah. Give shit. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I've only had that happen one time, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't follow my ex on social media, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Uh, you didn't have social media for a while, anyway. So. Yeah, so yeah, if you if you if you just genuinely follow the boundaries, thanks. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't I don't keep up with anybody that was a, was an ex during this social media era to where it's like been so heavily in our lives. I think they say we spend about five hours a day on our phones. That wasn't the case when I was with any of these girls I'm talking about. So and see, this week I I I I took a step to increase my productivity because. I had realized that, not recently, but in the past, I realized like I had so much work. And I was like, man, am I just overloaded with work or am I not getting work done at work? Like, what is my deal? So I was reading this article on that, that somehow ended up in, in one of my emails. I don't even know if I subscribed to this shit, but it was in one of my emails. <laughs> so I started reading the article and it was like, you know, this is how you cre- um, increase your productivity. Turn off all notifications on your phone except for text messages. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can even cut that one off, but I left my text messages on. Mm-hmm. And like, it's amazing how much I got done when I didn't get, you know, stuff from the group chat. Like, or somebody liked this post, or, or you got this in a message. Like, when I'm not getting stuff from the group chat or, or anything like that, like, I'll get, I'll get a text, I'll look at it on my watch, okay, I don't need to respond. And I'll just keep going. But, like, when you get on the social media, you're on there. So you see what the one thing that you were tagged in. And then you start looking at other things. It turns into, like, a rabbit hole, and then you just go down this hole, and next thing you know, there's 30 minutes gone of you just scrolling. Because yeah. you don't just check and leave. You check in and you stay for a while. You stay for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Walmart. Yeah, so when, just, once, just once I turned those notifications thing. off, it was like, cool. I didn't, like, I didn't know that I was getting, getting these messages on Facebook or, or Instagram because I didn't see them. Yeah. I, it was out of sight and out of mind, literally. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. It's good practice. I always say disconnect every now and then. I mean, it's hard for some people because they're so addicted to it or... I mean, it's 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 so it's so routine for people nowadays to just not log into Instagram, stay logged into Snapchat, log into Twitter, log into Facebook. I think the one thing I could at least pat myself on the back for is being minimal. I don't have a Twitter, I don't have a Facebook, I don't have a personal uh, Instagram. Just for those reasons, I just I don't want to be super consumed by it. Yeah. And like I told somebody the other day, like I'm actually getting bored with Snapchat. Although Snapchat does have some pretty dope little features now, like some of their graphics that they have added. Lately, they've been pretty cool, but it's not enough to want to keep me posting pictures and posting selfies. That's pretty much why I think why um, it's easy for me not to be consumed by it because I'm like I'm not so involved with it physically. Like I'm not a constantly posting pictures on there, having conversations with people day in day out because of some video I posted, some conversation I started. It's just not happening like that. So I'm just not heavily involved in it personally, but outside of no boundaries. So. But for the people out there that are and are finding it hard to disconnect from it, might want to seek some counseling. Whoop. Just saying. Because eventually this is going to be a thing of the past. The social media is not going to... This, this type of social media is not going to last forever. No. It's going to get to that black mirror type of social media to where ain't nobody looking at your shit unless you got this certain score. Yeah. And this certain score is probably going to affect your life. So the more connected you are to it, the more it's going to affect your life. The harder it's gonna be, maybe the harder it is to attain happiness in that in that case. I don't ever want to get to that point. But ever. Next on the list is a woman who entertains a swarm of beta males, beta male orbiters, and acts aloof about it. 
she's an attention whore who's needing constant validation and connection. He basically just sounds like he's talking about I'm not finna date an Instagram thought, and for, which is totally understandable. Um, red flag just based on the type of type of dude you are. Like maybe you want a female that's like that. That's not a red flag for every guy. Yeah, you, maybe you want somebody that's on the scene. Yeah, you maybe want you want somebody that everybody maybe else desires. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, me personally, I like low key females. I like females that are off the scene. Some guys aren't aren't like that. So, uh, I don't really see that as a red flag. But you know, and and and, and some women um, have better success with the beta males. You know, they don't they don't have success with some, the alpha males. Some women need to feel their in charge, and some women need to feel that they're submissive, yeah. basically. And I'm, I mean, and then there's there's also the combination woman too, who, definitely, who wants wants to be in charge, but yet make you feel like you're doing something. Exactly, you know. So yeah, I don't necessarily. And then I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's the same type for the men as well. Like, I mean, because we we discussed alphas and betas, yeah, recently. Yeah. Interesting topic. Interesting topic. <laughs> Next. A woman who flirts, a woman who flirts with other men overtly or covertly, and doesn't resist another man's game. Okay, this guy's been hurt. <laughs> Definitely been hurt. This guy's been hurt. Just, first of all, I mean, obviously that's a red flag because I mean, why do I want to talk with, have a relationship with somebody that's first, first of all, like overly flirty in front of me? She clearly has no respect yeah. for me. So yeah, like I don't like disrespect if, is a red flag. If my girl goes out to the club with her homegirls. And the guy buys them a drink, whatever. But Honestly. don't bring you a, don't bring a number home. Don't put them you on your social media. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. just get your drink. Tell them no, thank you. Yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't care. You're out there to have you're out there to have a good time. That's on you. Yeah, you're you're out there to have a good time. Now, like you said, we're in the spot together, and he trying to buy you a drink, and you accept that shit. I hope you can get home. I hope you can get home. That, that that's a that's a weird situation because um I know I've went out with female friends before and I've just been keyword female friends yeah definitely but um sometimes it just it just goes to show how disrespectful guys are to one another but then again like I said I mean I was there and like they they asked me hey is that you I'd be like no nah, that ain't me but you know even then like, I just kind of feel like it's a weird thing to do because like if you see unless you think a dude is, unless you think a nigga gay or something then if you see a dude with the woman, and they're together, and you're in a spot, it's just weird to me to even ask that question, because it's just like, I mean, she's with me. See, I, don't, I don't find it weird, because if you ask me, and I say yes, Dep- depending you on the situation. Off. But if you ask me, and that's not me, I, I might say, no, nah, bro, shoot your shot. Depending on the situation. If we're sitting, if we're in a section with a bunch of people, and this particular woman is just giving me conversation, and you can't tell... That's one thing. Yeah, but if we yeah. walked in together, we're chatting together, we're together, that's weird. Something I did made you think that I was just some type of cuck-ass dude, and you could just step up and be like, hey, is this you? Bro, she with me. She must be me. She must be me. <laughs> what, just saying. What, what's your frustration? <laughs> just saying. What's your frustration? Because <laughs> I, I witnessed it, not let alone experience it. But I witnessed it. I'm just like, man, why, why, why would you ask that question? It's just, it's just weird to me. But then again, we do stay in a day and age where men are walking around thinking women are just property. So we're getting what we deserve on on so many angles too, especially the white men. Just saying, they back to slave trade too. Hmm. 
They do what the fuck they want. Always. Every, everything's their property. You know, you out of out of twenty out of twenty white men that have been accused of this this rape shit, you only had what two black, Bill and Russ. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Russ did that shit. I mean, I'm too. I'm still waiting on the fact. I'm still tripping out on the fact. Kabora hasn't stepped up and said anything. Because what is he young as shit too? You know, just saying. It it, uh, it gets overlooked depending on the situation. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, whether you were willingly there or not, it's like... They definitely young. have an age gap. Yeah. Definitely have an age gap. He matured her in so many ways, but there's an age gap there. But, um... And, yeah. You gotta get... And, and, let's, and let's not forget that Russ used to sell drugs, too. So he probably falls in that beta male character, that beta male category. The way he treats his brother about religion isn't too cool either. No, like, I'm not the most religious guy either. But if my if my brother was a pastor, I'd still have more respect for the things he does. Yeah, he, he's like, man, Russ is, it, just, Russ is like, man, fuck that shit. You really know, it's like openly with it. It's like, oh, but then again, where they come from, you know? It's, and that might just be yeah, their nigga, relationship man. too. That might just be their relationship. Yeah. All right, moving right along. A woman who doesn't have a strong relationship with her family. Strong parenting is an antidote to sluts. Jesus. <laughs> Fathers and mothers, please take time to show your girls that they should expect what they should expect while dating and how they should carry themselves as well as how to find lifelong mates. I told you this earlier. Um, no single parent is ever going to be the best parent because it would always be. Just imagine if we stayed in a world where everybody you knew was a product of living in a household for at least 18 to 21 years with two loving parents. Every single person on this planet got to experience that. I think the world would be such a better place just because parenting was happening how it should happen. Parenting is meant for two people. So that red flag that he he's... He takes it a little far when he says slut and all this other stuff, but I think that you can have strong parenting from one you can, person. You can have strong parenting not, from one person, but you're, it's it's highly unlikely, and it's not going to be complete. And we see it every day. We see the product of women and men that were raised by whether it was the opposite sex or just one person. That one person, it all boils down to priority. And you live in America, and at the end of the day. Single parents, the main priority is making sure they got food on the table. Yeah. And that and that's just the metaphor for so many other things, but making sure they have food on the table. A lot of parents don't have to, single parents don't have time to provide to, to provide to provide emotional stability to a child all the time. They don't have time to say help them with their homework. They don't have time to, to do so much stuff. But if there was two there, it would be so much more likely. And if it was two there, that balance that you seek in a person would be there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to balance out an individual and when you're just one person. It's just super hard. Yeah. So as as him and and, and that's saying and that's saying balancing out one person and you're it's just you two in the household. What if you have two, three kids? You're trying to balance out one teenager that's a guy, a preteen that's a girl, and then another young kid that's, let's say, another boy. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. Like I said. Because you, you're going you're gonna to teach the boy one thing, but then you're going to turn around and tell the sister, well, no, you can't do that. Like and then favoritism. Can. And then favoritism. Yeah. 
I've, I've seen that with my own eyes with, with some parents. Favoritism have four or five kids and, you know, favorite the second one the most. Put mm-hmm. the most money into the second one just because they look like them and like them the most. <laughs> they, you know? they like their daddy the most. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. So, once again, I'm not going to say that it's going to automatically turn them into a whore, but the, but the data is there that... It's not even turn them into a whore. It's like, it's like without having that strong relationship with your parents, with your... With your with your family, a woman needs a, a woman needs her father. You have you have no base. I think is what it is. It's it's like this. When it all comes down to it, if I'm dating a woman that doesn't know how, how do I say this? If I told you to to draw me a spaceship, you could draw me a spaceship, right? My my, my interpretation of a spaceship. You'll draw. But if I told you to draw me food that the food Martians eat. What would you draw me? You have no fucking no idea. idea because you have you don't know what you don't have nothing to draw it. You know you have nothing to draw it from. What's your inspiration? You know you have nothing. You you so, have no visual. Yeah. So so and, and like I told you earlier, children are sponges. So if you're sitting there with somebody expecting them to to know how to to love you or to know how to treat a man, and they have never had a man treat them a certain way, or they never had to treat a man a certain way because they never had that experience in life, I mean, you're asking for them to, to draw you Martian food. Basically. It's hard. It's damn near impossible. And then and then that one goes goes right into the next one. A woman who doesn't have good, healthy examples of, of what a real committed long-term relationship looks like. And I think that goes both ways. That definitely goes both ways. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I personally don't have a good example of what a real committed long-term relationship looks like. And that goes for a whole neighborhood of people. Yeah. And even and even to go back, because I just remember something when you said, uh, you know, one one person can't, can't fully raise... A, a child to to know what to do in relationship settings. Mm-hmm. I remember I was having relationship problems, and I I called my mom, and I'm telling you know I got this going on, this going on, this going on, and she literally told me she was like you know I wish you had a father figure in your life to help you with these situations. Because she doesn't know how to tell you anything from the male perspective. She does impossible. Yeah, you know I, I've got that's, to- and that and that's why I get so heated when a woman tries to say this is what it takes to be a man. That's just not. That's just retarded, man. It's and 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 even and even a man says, you know, well, a woman should do this. We have no right to do that. We have no right. Like <laughs> you, you have no right. You have no experience. What's 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 you know what's what's your resume on on being a woman? What's your resume on being a man? Hold like, up it, now, it, hold it doesn't on. exist. Just got a just got a light bulb just popped the top of my head now. First of all, I mean, he could become a woman in a day. Just saying, bro. I don't care if you fucking Bruce Jenner, bro. I don't want to see that shit because you just you made yourself a woman. You wasn't born. You you can't make yourself black. <laughs> that, that Filipino white dude made himself Filipino. Bro, Sammy Sosa can't give me the white person's perspective because Sammy Sosa hasn't been white his whole life. Bruce Jenner, life. Bruce Jenner can't give me a woman's perspective because a he probably never had sex with a man. Mm. B you didn't go through periods. You didn't go through menopause. You didn't go through childbirth. You aren't you weren't put on this earth to reproduce by carrying something inside of you. You don't have a you don't have a uterus. He's not a woman though. He's not a woman. He's a transgender. <laughs> Whatever he is, he doesn't have the ovarian fortitude <laughs> to tell me that this is what it takes to be a woman. Like I don't have the 
ovarian fortitude to tell him what it's like to be a woman. Like a woman doesn't have the testicular fortitude to tell me what it's like to be a man. We live in a society where they feel like they can. That's the problem. Nobody wants to play their own, play their role, accept their role, and, and basically stay in their lane. They feel like you gotta have you can now you can have an opinion about everything. Go ahead, but opinions are like assholes. Hey, <laughs> just saying. It's like it, but it's like it, I don't even. Yeah, yeah, long sigh, just like at the beginning of the show. Number ten. A woman who has a career in massage, dance, modeling, or acting. Well. It's a bad sign if she needs to use her physical body or looks to get paid. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of um, get it how you live. Now, do I want to date? Do I say that's a red flag? Once again, I'm, I'm not into dating uh, strippers and, and ex- escorts. But, I mean, if she's a massage tech, I'm not technically against that. Now, if she's giving happy endings, I'm against that. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, if you're a model, then you're a model. You're attractive. And if I'm not secure enough to handle that, then I don't need to be here. I might be a model, too. A model might want to date a model. So that's not necessarily a red flag for me. I think a red flag for anybody should be like, I'm not about to date a prostitute. (laughs) You got to have some fetters somewhere, huh? But if you pimping out here, you know you might want to date your bottom bitch. Then again, we had pretty women, so we know how that went. Yep. That just showed my age, didn't it? Side note. All these red flags are not to date this guy, too. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Whoever wrote this article, you don't need to date this guy. <laughs> this guy is, has some serious insecurities going he's, on. He's definitely a 40-year-old virgin. <sighs> definitely. Do you see um, where, where Naya Rivera beat up her spouse? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Big Sean put, on, put the post up. Told y'all. Told y'all. And people were saying that was petty, and I'm just like, I mean... I mean, if he tried to tell y'all, y'all were like, no, she's yeah, a woman, she's like, not doing that. And plus, Big Sean ain't a big guy. He really isn't. He's, he's really five, not. Five, six, yeah. five, seven, he's like, Ari- like Prince. Yeah, like Ari- Ariana Grande and Janine Aiko, those are his feet. Yeah, those are his feet. That's why he dates those women. People be trying to make it seem like... He, he, they were like trying to... They were talking shit about him when he was dating Ariana Grande, but I was like, y'all don't realize how small that guy is. He's yeah. about their size. Like, yeah. They're actually a good fit. <laughs> it's just that y'all see his facial features and see an older black guy, but and then they look at them and they're like cute little foreign women, but I mean, it, they're the same speed as far as weight and weight T, class. T.I.'s wife name is Tiny. For a reason. They about the same height. Yeah, Tiny. T.I.'s Tiny. T.I.'s. Well, T.I. T, I mean. T.I.'s Tiny. Yeah, yeah. What's Kevin Hart? 5'4"? I know. He's, he's a homunculus. So he's, he's a vision, right? No, I think you got to be like 4'10 or something. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's official height. Damn. All right, we, we, we got to get through this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number 11, a woman who lies to you and withholds information from day one to day 100. That's Again, that's anybody. Yeah, a, a, a liar. If you, could, if you could actually classify somebody as a liar, that is, their, that is their MO day in and day out, that they're a liar. Yes, that is a red flag, clearly. Yeah. Uh, a woman who never fights for your time, attention, or love but gives the whole world unceasing empathy and unconditional love. Okay, maybe not the description, but the whole a woman who never fights for your time, attention, and love, again, that goes both ways to me because you don't want a man that's not going to fight for your time, attention, and love either. Uh, once again, um, somebody may... That, that sounds like that can get extreme, though. You fight for my love and attention way too much, it just turns into clinginess, right? I mean, yeah, let's fight for it too much, and then there's also effort. 
Yeah, that too. So just a little effort goes a long way. But then you say this but, is a dying affection for the world. That just kind of to me sounds like yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. I think that whole uh, that reverts back to like number two or something. Like basically, you're saying that they're paying more attention to to the outside world. They're more worldly and into everybody else, and they don't give a damn about you. Then why the hell you with them? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and 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 like I, I don't. I think there's a fine line. I mean, of course, I don't want you giving the whole world your attention, and and yet I don't want. To take all your attention, there's there's a happy medium, but I, I want effort too. I, there shouldn't be just one person in the relationship making effort ever. Clearly, ever it should be if and and I think when there's only one person in the relationship making the effort, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a relationship to somebody to the other person because they're not having to to get into uncomfortable situations. They're not having to make those sacrifices that it takes to be in a relationship that that gives you the glory of experiencing the happy parts because mm-hmm. they're not experiencing the pain or uncomfortable because it's just all happiness and joy to them. Got you. Let's How many see. more? Just one or two more? Yeah, just a couple more. Oh, okay. A woman who moved out really early from her parents' home or lived in a different country and traveled to many cities. Yes, she has slept with lots of men that you know nothing about and still think she deserves a solid good man. Do I have any proof of that? You don't. Sometimes you get out of a household because it's a shitty household. Exactly. And then, yes, she slept with lots of men that you know nothing about. Well, this guy hasn't slept with lots of women. Yeah, clearly. But once again, nine once times again, out of ten, the guy that you that you end up with has slept with maybe with at least three to four women, at least that you know nothing about. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, that's. I, I respect privacy. That's why I don't ask certain questions. Honestly, no. it's like. If you ain't doing nothing to me that's going to affect my life as far as, like, I'm not going to run across one of your exes as an assassin or, a, you know, fucking big-time dope dude that's going to have me killed or something, I'm fine. Yeah. I don't need to know about these regular, regular-ass dudes yeah. that you had sex with. Now, if you've been out here having a lot of unprotected sex, I need to know that. Please tell me. I need to know that. Especially if we're having unprotected sex. Absolutely. It's that simple. All right, two more. A woman who values the opinions of her girlfriends or anyone else over yours. That comes with time. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a red flag. I would just I would just assume that that may be something that's happening at first. But then um, if it's happening at first, then I, basically I would want to, I would have a time limit on it. Basically, I'm like, okay, I understand. You know, those are your girls. You're gonna respect their opinions. You know, it makes sense. But then five or six months down the line, it's like, hold on. Do you not value my thoughts at all? Do you just think I'm an idiot? Yeah. Then it's time. That's a red flag then. Just yeah. depending on how long but, it By this time when we're deep in the relationship, you should know who I am and you should be able to make your own decisions on typical standard. Because I'm dating you. Events. I'm not dating yeah, your friends. I'm dating you. So I don't, need to, I don't need to say, you know, I don't need to say, girl, he took me to Benny Hanna's. Is that a good date or not? I don't know if that's a good date or not. You should be able to come to a decision on your own based off simple shit. Now, if I start asking you shit like, should we move in together or should we get a dog or something that's going to take, you know, the responsibilities of both of us, then, yeah, that might be something that you seek some outside advice for, but just the regular, regular shit, nah. Nah, not at all. Not at all. I'm, once again, I'm dating you. Not your friends. Not your friends. Last topic, last topic. Shit, lost the list. Hold on. Technical <laughs> difficulties. This is a long, interesting list. This makes a long, interesting show yeah, I, I thought I thought I like I said like I said I do believe the list comes from a forty year old virgin, and I also do think that you know it, it's still a point of accountability in there that it's gonna kill us on both ends whether you're white, black, Mexican, Indian, Chinese, both genders, 
they just have to take accountability. Like, it's just sitting there just, don't date this woman, don't date this woman, don't date this woman because of this, because of this, because of this. It's just like, all right, I would like to see him write a list on telling girls what guys they should avoid. You know? Yeah. I think we could do that. All we're going to do is put your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. And most importantly, a woman who doesn't want to grow in all areas of her life every single day. Oh, God. Now, see that? I, People grow at their own rate. Like, I'm not going to force somebody to grow every day. Just be you. That's a lot of work. Don't be a fucking headache. I don't want to work on me every single day. I don't. I need breaks. Like, like I, I, you can go to the gym every single day. No. I don't want to work on my mental state every single day. No. I but should, the I majority should, should of the time broken. I should. But, but I mean, it, when you enter into a relationship, you both know that you're not perfect people. And you're just striving to be better. Not perfect. And that's going to take time. And that's going to take setbacks. But as long as you're both working and putting in that effort, hey, it might work out. Might not. Might not. But uh, I don't think, matter of fact, I don't think there's any list you could put out there that's going to give a catch-all. Yeah, or guarantee anything. Is in that aspect. I think that there are certain things that the government could even do that would probably make 80% to 95% of America happy. But then I think most of the shit that the government is going to do is always going to be 50-49 or 50.5-49.2 some shit. You can't please everybody. No. But at the end of the day, there's something out there for everybody. And people just need to accept that fact. But um, And sometimes there's something out there for everybody is solitude. Some people just need it. Jim Carrey, I'm talking about he, he's trying to he's trying to push it on everybody, but they're not gonna care. He has a beard, but he still isn't. <laughs> if Jim Carrey looked young as shit, if he still looked like Master Jim Carrey, maybe people would probably listen to it. Yeah, like if Jennifer Aniston was giving me some life advice, I was like, she's Jennifer Aniston aging well. I'm gonna listen to her. You know, Lorenz Tate give me some life. Yeah, that nigga aging well. I'm listening. I'm taking advice from Lorenz Tate. That nigga ain't got a worry in the world. Like I told you, bro, Jerry Seinfeld ain't had a worry since '96, bro. Jerry Seinfeld chilling, man. See that cake he was eating? That cake probably was two hundred dollars, bro. Jay Z said, "I'm still spending money from '88." Jerry easily spending money from '92. Easily, easily. Still spending money from '92. And probably getting checks off Seinfeld reruns. Still. And people just using, just royalties off people just using his his uh, product, like the lettering. It's, come on, man. Come on. I understand why people want to be rich. I understand why people want to be famous. They want to be in those positions, but once again, it's just, it's not going to happen for everybody. No. I, I, I love ambition. This is my words of advice, by the way. Oh, slide right in now. Yeah, uh-huh. just... Key the uh, key the piano. <laughs> run, run the piano back. Yeah, bring the piano back. Now my words of advice is um, you got to understand that it's cool to have ambition, but then there's a, a a fine line between ambition and pure greed. And when you're just greedy, gluttonous, I gotta have it all. I'm never gonna settle. I don't know when to stop. Then you're a cancer to society, in my opinion, because... You're a cancer to yourself. You're a cancer to yourself, and you're a part of the problem. I mean, I believe that there are certain aspects in your life where you can say, you know what, 
I think I'm doing good. I'm going to pat myself on the back. If, it, if, if things get better, it get, it's getting better. But people need to learn to enjoy the moment and stop constantly trying to grasp at shit that they're not going to take with them when their eyes close forever. Just saying. I still have no words of advice. That's like three weeks in a row, man. I don't have a lot of positivity going on. Oh, man. I'm not in a position right now to give other people advice. And that's why you are the spokesman for this episode. You're bad at life, sir. And you had a whole week to prepare for this. And you couldn't do it. You you have, for the fifth time, in one day, have upset me, sir. I'm not proud of you right now. Bro, I've had numerous times in my almost 30 years of life to prepare for letting me down that letting other people down letting myself down I just have no words of advice hey here are my words of advice you're gonna make it through it that's it but Jay is it you're gonna make it through it you the listener (laughs) is gonna make it through it but Jay he gonna get a drink uh, I'm gonna get a drink a real drink well who knows if we'll be back next week? Who knows if we'll be back two weeks from now? I just know I constantly think about 2018 and I would just like to make it to 2018 and, you know, thoughts and prayers to all the people that didn't make it to 2018 or are not going to make it to 2018. Uh, I hope that makes them feel better. Just saying. But, um, yeah, I think, that was, I think that's all I can say besides, you know, if you don't want to I'll save that for next time. Never mind. Ooh, look at that. Never mind. I'll Teaser. Spoiler. I'll save, I'll save Spoiler. that for next time. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Hey, we thank y'all for listening. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?